Black Cat Show, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. I am Jason Smith, and as always, I am joined by Paul Ray. How are you doing, Mr. Ray? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm raring to go. Raring. What does that really mean? Raring I, I have no idea. It's one of one of these uh, figures of speech that just makes no sense, but we say it anyway. Is it like R-A-R-I-N-G or R-A-R-I-N apostrophe? <laughs> anyway. I feel like the the, the second. Uh, yeah, it I should be, like yeah, it's... like I'm raring to go. And is anything else raring, you know? That car, <laughs> that car was raring down the street. <laughs> Anywho, uh, welcome to Back Chat. Uh, this has been a... Uh, auspicious couple weeks if you are a Switchback fan and the Switchback, I don't know, nation, country, I still haven't haven't gotten word yet on what we should call us, uh, a collective of Switchback fans. Um, but in case anyone who listens to the show, either by accident or on purpose, knows that the big news the past couple weeks has been the Switchbacks have fired their one and only coach since day one. Steve Trichu. Um, I can hear some of you going, yay! And some of you going, eh. Um, it happened uh, on the Monday following the humiliating 0-5 to loss to El Paso. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I think I know what your thoughts are, but let's get you on record. <laughs> I, I think... I think it was a positive change. Um, I think we all thought that it would never happen. We, we thought that, that Trichu was too ingrained in the system, particularly with the, the introduction of, of the relationship with the Rapids. Um, but I, I know a lot of people were very frustrated with uh, with his performance, with his tactics, and, and with his... Uh, seemingly just uh, just inexplicable uh, decision making on on some game days as far as substitutions lineups things like that uh, it's it's hard to say I when we discussed this probably a year ago or something <laughs> like that uh, I I do recall that when we in this hypothetical I believed that Waldy Harris would have been a, a good replacement um, and as it turns out now he's he's the interim uh, with a with an opportunity to prove himself um, it, you know I I should have uh, I should have written it down somewhere so that I could show everyone that I'm a prophet but <laughs> you have foreseen it I I foresaw I, I foresaw foresaw it I foreseen you, it. You you <laughs> you were raring to foresee it. <laughs> so um, what? Well, I I gotta say when I first saw the news, I I myself was kind of shocked um, because uh, I I expected him to not be around. I did not expect him to get fired mid season like he did. Um, I think I kind of share that sentiment with many. Uh, switchback fans out there was that like it was there was sort of this oh oh really right now this happened wow um which i think is is um 
you know, any other sport, any other uh, franchise, if you have a team that that's been been on the downward spiral spiral now for this is the third year in a row, and you come back off of a five nil loss. Um, I don't think it would have surprised many people to see the head coach get get the the chop. I mean, that seems like like a fairly standard sporting world event. Uh, coach on co- coaching a bad team, get a bad result. Uh, time to move on. But I think for the Switchbacks case, it was quite shocking because they have done all they could to stand behind Trichu, and um, despite the the incidents that made us all go what uh they've they've kind of really stood by their man um so yeah it it was quite surprising um so it 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 was announced that that trichu was fired uh he was or i'm sorry it was announced that he was being relieved of his relieved of his duties relieved of his duties which uh, it may sound like you know a nice way of saying he's been fired, but there's actually a distinction there. Um, typically, in in coaching in 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 U.S. sports, the coaching world, you sign a contract, and most coaching, most if not all, coaching contracts are guaranteed. And with USL, a lot of stuff is is pretty much secret. But Trichu has kind of been out there talking. Talking about his contract situation before he was fired, he had an interview with um, uh, John Rea at at, at USL um, that they po- published on the league website, where he mentioned that you know uh, he he's he if they want to fire me, they can fire me. I got two more years left on my contract, which yeah I, stunned me when I read that. Not just because um, I mean, it was. I mean, you want to talk about a man who's so, who's ballsy. A bold, a bold statement, but also very rare to hear any details of a of a contract in this yeah. league. And n- not only for him to say that, but for the league to publish it was was kind of stunning. And, and, and that was a moment where I think, um, in a normal sports franchise environment, could have been reason to fire the coach right then and there. I mean. You don't hear coaches going, you know, after after people saying, "Hey, you're on the hot seat. What do you think?" Have them say, "Hey, they want to do, they want to do it. I don't care. I got two years left of my contract." I mean, that's you want to talk about a, a senior senior year attitude. Um, that was kind of it. So that that happened a couple weeks ago, and um, the the reason that that the relieved of duties is that there's there's typically three situations where coaches let go he resigns in which um typically when coaches resign uh it's a mutual parting where it's like hey we suck we need a new voice i understand uh and and in most cases unless they immediately go to another team um they are paid out the remainder of the contract um either the team and the coach work out a, a buyout of the contract on the team's part or uh, you know the coach says just let me out of my contract so I can go coach in a better situation um, the other situation is when they're fired uh, or relieved of their duties uh, in which basically Trichu is, is still under contract with the switchbacks they're still paying him he's just no longer involved uh, with, with the team uh, his 
I imagine he, if you if you send an email to Steve at switchbacksfc.com, it would probably get bounced back. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But he's still getting paid, and the other is is uh, being fired for cause, and that's pretty rare. Um, that would be like if you know he were to go out and uh, I don't know beat up a player or get caught. Uh, gambling on, you know, <laughs> placing bets on the switchback. That, it's very rare for a coach to be fired for cause, because um, in most cases, uh, a coach's ability, a coach's win-loss percentage isn't in the contract, except when it relates to bonuses and such. And um, so, him saying, so the, the team saying he was relieved of his duties, really said. Uh, he's no longer part of. The, he's not going to be in charge anymore. But in the background sense, he's still got. He's still getting paid. He's getting his paycheck. He's sitting uh, in his home in Florida, enjoying the the, the sunshine, and uh, still getting his paycheck. And that was all but confirmed when his uh, follow-up interview with uh, with Vinny uh, Benedito at the Gazette, which came out a couple days after he was fired. Did you get a chance to read that? Um, I I read a bit of it. I didn't get to read the whole thing. Yeah, um, it was... I, I think the, the funniest thing to me is the, the feigning surprise at being fired when literally a month prior he had literally declared, fire me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... That... that. <laughs> That's the one that got me a little bit. If anyone out there, if you haven't read it yet, go to thegazette.com and and dig up uh, the article. Steve Trichu surprised by Colorado Springs switchbacks decision to part ways. Um, I mean, there's us being surprised that he was fired, but you got to think. I mean, dude, his exact quote was really out of the blue for me. Um, to which, if if that's accurate. Um, He's living under a rock. It definitely does he not. had some sort of disassociative episode where he wasn't in his body when he said it. I don't. Know. Well, he he's got ten fingers, and I gotta say, none of them were on the pulse of what was actually happening uh, with the team. Um, it, let me just read some of the stats that that Vinny compiled. Uh, you know, there, there was the 0-7-2 stretch uh, it, that we had early in the season. Um, he was let go after a 2-3 and three stretch in the past five games, kind of glossing over that 2-3 that and three was really three straight losses um, and just an ugly, horrific, stupid loss to El Paso. Um, Five to nothing, which I think is probably. I don't have it on me, but I think maybe maybe the the worst defeat we've had. Um, I think there may have been a couple games where we gave up four goals, but uh, five is is like a an embarrassment. Um, so um, there we are. He was removed. Uh, he said when when they said I had their support, it's difficult to take that away. Um, again finger not on pulse any any coach any fan knows that uh when a team gives you the vote of confidence when you're on the hot seat um that's almost like the kiss of death um (laughs) it really is yeah um (laughs) uh yeah uh, going on to his 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 post-firing quotes i wish 
I wish I wish him well. Uh, you speaking of Woldy Harris, who's now going to be the interim coach, uh, presumably for the rest of the season. Uh, but nothing's really going to change until you get up to speed with the rest of the league, which um, I think is is is. Uh, is as close to, to an insight into uh, how I say this. Steve Trichu has not made a secret of the fact that he is coaching under extremely limited resources and, and operational budget. Um, I mean, anyone with two eyes can see that when, you know, you, they're, they're, they don't even take a full team with them on the road. Um, they're, they're busing to you know they're taking 12-hour bus rides to to Tulsa and to Salt Lake City instead of flying like a normal professional team would um and we don't have money to sign really I mean top tier USL level top tier uh players um so Trichy has made no bones about that for the past couple of years which again it is a sign that either he thought he was completely untouchable or just zero Fs to give. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Nick Reagan um, f- felt differently when reached by phone Tuesday. Uh, Nick uh, Reagan, the team president, uh, in sports there's always this conversation about discrepancies about teams and markets and we're, we're a smaller market. Uh, we have a plan that we believe is going to put us in a position to be very competitive in the future. That plan hasn't come fast enough. Um, again, that that again falls in the Dodoy uh, category of announcements. <laughs> um, and, and if anyone's ever really talked to Nick or listened to his, you know, we have a vision, we have a plan. Part of that vision is is the downtown stadium. Um, and getting investors and all that. Um, let's see. Steve's a great coach. I imagine he's going to get another opportunity, and he should. Uh, going on in the article, uh, Captain Jordan Burt said it's part of the business. Uh, it's unfortunate. Steve did a lot for me, and I appreciate everything he did for me. Um the Switchbacks president said the decision was not preordained before Saturday's game and confirmed that the Colorado Rapids leadership did not play a role in the decision-making process. That's interesting. That's actually a new part of the article they, they've added in. Um, the fact that the Rapids did not play a role in the decision-making process is curious in the fact that uh, part of the agreement, uh, at least the public facing talking about the agreement between the two teams was how great Chuchu was and that relationship. And it's all about relationships. And, uh, um, now that relationship's kind of severed. Um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? That's for, like I said, the article seems to be updated since I read it on, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and that's a new part of, of, of it. So, I mean, that's new to me. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I I think there's still there's still a Rapids connection right now with with Woldy. Um, maybe yeah. not as strong as uh, as Trichu's connection, but um, obviously the the relationship is still there. I think it, it's hard to say. We were given kind of a uh, kind of a vague window of 
of uh, when an actual replacement coach might be chosen. Um, so uh, you, you had mentioned before, you assume that uh, Waldy will be in the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I have the the Rapids not having a say in that is is a surprising thing to learn. Um, yeah, that's, that's but very interesting. It to me is almost a little bit encouraging. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that our future is not uh, being determined by Big Brother. Yeah. Um, that that does actually that that encourages me a little bit. Yeah. I got to say, and I'm, I'm being perfectly honest here, um, I had the article up. I didn't realize the article had been updated because the original article said that uh, they reached out to, to Nick and had not heard back yet. So clearly uh, it was updated uh, July 5th, actually, is when it says it. So I haven't read the article since July 2nd. Um, and that kind of throws, because I had been researching potential replacements, um, that kind of throws some of my thinking out the window because if if this wasn't uh, blessed by the the Rapids or even really notified by the Rapids, I kind of got to wonder, um, you know, I, I don't remember if the agreement, the affiliation agreement was a, a year-to-year agreement or if it was a multi-year agreement or what, but I got to think that there's got to be some uh, fence mending and some... Um, some sort of of heart-to-heart conversation between uh the front office of the switchbacks and uh at least you know i mean uh, i mean not to tell the general manager that you're firing the coach is kind of not not a good business decision now i don't it's it's not clear to me, at least, for, with what was written, that they didn't notify the Rapids. It just seems that they didn't ask the Rapids' opinion. Like, the Rapids yeah. didn't say yes or no. They probably said, okay, yeah. it's your decision. Uh, it was probably, I, I'm guessing that the, the Switchbacks front office notified them, hey, we're, we're relieving Steve Trichoux. Yeah, and that um, was probably the end of that. I, I'm I'm rereading the uh, the the little snippet, and uh, the decision was not preordained for Saturday's game. So that means once the loss happened, they had that Sunday to to think about it. And the Colorado Rapids leadership did not play a role in the decision making process. So I mean, I, you know. Uh, Brian Crookham, the general manager of the Switchbacks, is also the the uh, uh, director of player development uh, at, at at the Rapids. Is he part? Of, is he part of that Rapids leadership? I, I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing. I wish I wish uh, I'll have, we'll have to reach out and see what exactly uh, the timing was of that. Um, although according to, to to Nick, the exact quote is the timing was right for transition. So. There you go. Um, so to me, I mean, my th- thought was, okay, and, and I've been saying this to everyone who's talked about the problems are Trichu, Trichu needs to go, and then we'll be great. It, my thought has always been, my response has always been, yeah, but who's going to replace him? How are they going to, you know, what, who's going to come in in this situation and, and change, uh, make make the changes that need to be made? Um 
so I, I I've been I've been chatting with Nick uh, over email, and uh, I asked him a couple questions. I, I'm gonna go ahead and share them with with you. Uh, is the first. Thing, my thought is, you know, I asked what what experience does the ideal candidate have? Uh, Nick replied with the ideal candidate will be an experienced professional coach. Uh, so I guess that rules out, you know, Mark, Mark Turner. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> Mark's been ruled out. Um, you know, high school coaches. Uh, I guess this is another da thing. Um, but it shows that you know at least thought is being given that you know we, we want they want someone who has actually earned earned a living doing uh, coaching professional soccer. Uh, will the new coach have the same operational issues that Trich you had? Um, Nick's response was not sure on the operational issues, but <laughs> but our goals remain the same to bring online a new facility downtown that will dramatically improve operations. So uh, in one breath, we have no idea what operational issues you're having, but we're going to dramatically improve it. So um, <laughs> so I, I guess the op the the answer still is. Uh, the stadium will solve all our problems. Um, I asked, is is Woldy Harris on the list of prospective candidates? Uh, his short answer was yes. Um, so that's a good sign. I, I love Woldy. The players love Woldy. Um, he has made an effort to be kind of part of the community here. Um, he has Colorado ties. Uh, he, you know, uh, the old Colorado Foxes who were pre MLS, you know, he was, he played for them. He was, uh, in uh, 1997, he was rookie of the year, uh, got the golden boot, uh, in the old A-League, uh, all-star. I mean, he, he was, uh, on the Jamaican, uh, national team. Uh, he was, uh, he was an incredible player, has ties to the Rapids organization. Um, so I, I think I think it would be a smooth transition. Um, keep in an effort to keep some of the players, to keep some continuity between seasons. Um, you know, it, it's hard hard not to imagine that we bring in a new face, and that new face isn't going to care about keeping someone like a Ronnie Argetta, a Jordan Burt, Jordan Schweitzer. You know, players that have been around for a long for for a while that that have established, uh, you know, um, connections with the fan base here in town. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's going to be most people's concern with a with bringing in somebody from the outside. Um. Perhaps uh, losing some fan favorites and and losing some people who we think have incredible potential, but they might not. Yeah. Um, the press release. I, I had another question. The press release says the goal is to make soccer quote the preeminent sport in Southern Colorado end quote. How much of a commitment will be made to bringing home a USL championship? Um, this is something you and I have talked about because we rarely see. Um, something you know a bold statement like our goal is to bring home uh, uh hardware you know that 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 hasn't been really said our our goal is to be competitive our goal is to try to make it to the playoffs and see what happens even in our our glory days the first and second season when when we went into last both seasons we went into the last game of the season with a chance to 
finish on top of the of the table in the Western Conference and get home field advantage. There really wasn't talk about winning championships or anything like that. It was talk of you know positioning and doing what we can, blah blah blah. Um, so I asked that that's really why I asked him that is you know how much of a commitment will be made to to winning a championship. Uh, his answer: We are investing millions more and bringing on a partner to get facilities right, which is imperative to us being successful. I'd say that's an enormous commitment. Um, so I mean, he didn't actually say the words "we want to win," but I, he definitely implied there that. Uh, they're making a commitment to bring a championship. The investing millions, obviously, I, I think that relates to the stadium. Um, you know, it is going to be privately owned by this Widener, Switchbacks, uh, Reagan's uh, partnership. Um, the I, 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 He didn't say it, but I think it, the partner to get facilities right is, is Widener. They, they have bought... a. a bought into ownership of the team. They are part owners now. Um, so I don't think there's really anything surprising there um, except to reinforce the idea that we, they really want to get the stadium going because they feel that that will uh, improve their ability to become more profitable and competitive. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that quote? That that was exactly what I was thinking. It, it's saying that they've invested millions and want and are going to invest millions more um, it immediately, uh, you know, brings up thoughts of the the whole stadium deal. Um, the the bringing on a partner. It, it was very clear that that was Widener. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I it, a little bit wary of the fact that you know, talking about how great their commitment is and talking about things uh, like bringing on Widener, who they came on more than a year ago now. um, And we haven't really seen anything at all uh, since then. In fact, that that sort of began our downward spiral around that time. Um, So a little bit wary of of using that as a, a... a show of commitment um, when at least in the meantime it has done nothing other than you know take away the take away the the favored name of our stadium yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you know it, to also put this in context we're investing millions um, they're investing millions into the infrastructure and uh, facilities that's not necessarily investing millions into the roster or the team, the the actual player coaching, uh, all that. Um, you know, over the years, I, I've been I've been lucky enough to, to to have many many conversations with Nick, very candid ones, and and a lot of the the common the common theme he's always complained about is is competing with teams like like Oklahoma City. Who have they have a stadium that that you know they don't actually own Tough Stadium, which is an old, old converted uh, uh, high school stadium, but they have training facilities that are that are nearby that the team does own, and um, you know that that becomes assets that they can tap into and uh, and all that. The the idea of we're investing millions, um, they've invested millions into. Uh, 
Sand Creek Stadium, currently Widener Field, uh, FKA Sand Creek Stadium, FKA Switchback Stadium, FKA Fortress Sand Creek. Um, <laughs> they, they did invest millions in it. In fact, they were contractually contractually obligated with the city as part of their lease to to uh, invest at least three million dollars into that infrastructure uh, over the course of their ten year lease with them, and. Um, and they did, you know, they, they, they paid money to bring in, you know, put in the press box, uh, put in, put in proper seating, uh, to maintain the field, uh, lighting, all that stuff. Um, you know, they've, they've invested millions there too. And, um, while they, they don't exactly have, you know, they can't list that as an asset when they go to, you know, uh, when they go to, to, to get loans or whatever, um, you know they they can when when the new stadium comes. I'm I'm skeptical mainly because I think as fans we think of the new stadium strictly in terms of bringing in seats and bringing butts into the seats. Are we going to get fans there to show up? And I I think as fans we need to realize that that that's only a part of it. Um, that's part of the equation, but. The the big thing comes in the the owning of property and the the tax breaks they're will, they're they're able to get from the city, um, and the growth around that area that they can tap into, and see an increase in property value, uh, in owning a piece of of the downtown revitalization, uh, uh, revit, rev, rev, vital, revivit, uh, <laughs> revitalization revitalization that's I think that doesn't sound right. Um, sounds like a rarin word, but uh, the the uh, the improving the downtown, uh, turning what what's currently a blight into uh, uh, something that that um, can be used as an asset for the uh, for the city and for the for the region. So take it for what you will. Um, we'll see. Uh, that's my opinion on that. Um, the next question I asked him was, what is the ideal timeline for a new coach to be named? Um, the answer, very, again, very vague, upcoming months. Um, I would imagine that's probably going to be into the season. In the off season, they're going to have some sort of announcement. Um, in the press release, they had said that they already had a list of candidates they were drafting up. Um Obviously, Woldy's one of them. They haven't made public, although I've got some ideas, um, which ties into the... My final question was, will preference be given to those with ties to the Rapids? And I'll be honest, his response kind of shocked me, uh, was, don't know. <laughs> which, uh, again, if you've ever had a conversation with Nick, uh, that's not an answer you ever really get from him. Um, you'll typically get a a PR answer. Uh, you'll get a a bit of um, I hate to, I hate to say it, but he'll bullshit you a lot. You know, he'll try to dazzle you with uh, uh, you know um, PR speak. Uh, very rarely, even in the most frankest conversations, have I ever heard him just flat out say I don't know. And then for him to say that in something that uh, I specifically asked him to go public with, kind of tells me that they're keeping their options open and you know maybe you know it, what is the situation with the rapids if we hire someone part it's part of the rapids organization 
that might continue the partnership. If we go on our own, that could end it. So maybe that's a decision they haven't made yet. Maybe that's part of their decision making. Um, I don't know. Did, did that surprise you to see that? I know. I know you've had conversations with Nick before. And... Yeah, I. That's that's not really uh, a normal Nickism. <laughs> um, he he's usually got an answer for everything, whether it's the answer you want or not. Um, uh, and that it is it is surprising to to see just a flat out don't know yeah um it, it i i don't know that i don't know that it, it's going to impact us all that much if the coach does or doesn't have ties to the rapids uh, at this point you know i just feel like we need somebody who cares about winning um that's that's as dumb as it sounds to have to say that we need a professional a coach of a professional sports team who actually wants to win yeah um and and that's the end of it i don't care i don't care if he's got ties to the rapids i don't care if they've got ties to you know some far away second division European league team. I, I I don't care as long as they want to win and have some good ideas as to how to make this squad win. Yeah. Uh, I I've seen coaches take teams with a lower budget with almost no expectations and, and do incredible things with them. I mean, the, the big example that in recent memory is, uh, in the the Premier League, Leicester mm-hmm. City winning winning the Premier League, a team that had just been promoted the year prior. Yeah. Um, no budget. Players who had been playing in non-league teams, basically amateur, semi-pro teams, uh, in previous seasons, holding up the one of the biggest trophies in the sport of soccer. Um, a good coach can make a good team great and a mediocre team good uh i think that's what we need right now yeah and and with the amount of turnover that how that naturally happens in the usl i don't think it's unreasonable to think that it's going to be possible to uh to do that before i go into my spiel have you given any thought uh into who a possible replacement would be aside from waldy and and uh is there anyone that you've you've kind of looked around and been like, hey, you know, maybe this guy? Uh, the the one that jumped to mind was the uh, the individual who was just uh, relieved of his duties at Rail Monarchs. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was one he was one thought. Um, you know, honestly, I'll be happy as long as it's not Eric Winalda. <laughs> 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 I cannot stand that man. So as long as he keeps his little butt in Vegas, uh, I'll be a <laughs> I think, relatively happy camper. I, th- I think Vegas is perfect for him. You know, uh, he uh, he's got enough of a circus there that he can keep his name out. And uh, uh, yeah, Eric Ronaldo. Um, you know, I I, I sat down and I, I kind of I've been kind of running this through my mind and looking up people and trying to think. You know, what who who would take this job? 
which is one of the questions you know that I've asked is, hey, it's great, Trichu is fired. Who would take this job? Because there are a tremendous amount of challenges that a new coach is going to face. He's going to come in with a, quite, quite frankly, a community that is by and large indifferent at best to soccer. Um, he's going to come into a situation where he's going to have minimal budget and really not much support from the front office in terms of making things happen. Um, uh, a front office that almost de-incentivizes winning. Um, so, I mean, right there, I think we're going to rule out any coaches that have previous USL head coaching experience. We're going to want a player who's going to, a person who's going to want to take over the coaching reins is going to have to be someone who wants to get their foot in the door in, in, in this level of, of coaching. So, I, I mean, that's... We're thinking another, another assistant coach from a, a different team, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the switchbacks for, for all of their for all their failings, um, they do tend to look local. I mean, they have local connections, um, which is a good thing, which is something that I, I, I personally like. Uh, so my first thought was to look around in the local, uh, the, the local soccer community. Um, Waldy Harris, obviously, is a, 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 an option. Um, the switchbacks, the Colorado Springs Pride Switchbacks U23, our USL League 2 uh, affiliate, the P- formerly PDL, uh, Diego Zeltron. I-, I would think he would be a candidate. He's worked with the Switchbacks, uh, their-, their main team, in practicing. He's a familiar face. Uh, it would be a promotion for him. I think he might be an option. Um, if I recall, he's at, they're having a, a, a he's, he's been able to run a very successful team. Um, competing competing for uh, the division um, so I think that could be an option um, you know we look at I looked at uh, you know Colorado College looking at their uh, coaching staffs uh, stood out to me uh, Dave Highstead he's the assistant coach of the uh, Colorado College Tigers uh, he's their um, assistant coach and the goalkeepers coach and you know me I, I love them goalkeepers um <laughs> But Your bias is showing. My yeah. bias is showing. Um, but he's a, he's a local coach who's who's had some success. Um, he's been with with Colorado College since 2008. Um, he uh, he was the head coach of uh, the former Colorado Springs United, which was the um, the women's uh, premier soccer league, the WPSL, which is kind of the second division for the NWSL. Um, He's got an A license uh, in the USSF. Uh, he's he's been with the Pikes Peak Rush Soccer Club, uh, director of coaching seniors. Uh, so he's got local connections. He's got the experience. Um, I think he's someone that that uh, you know we could all get behind. You know, he not only is he coach at Colorado College, he's got a master's degree from uh, in sports management from UCCS, and. Uh, so he he's he's definitely someone who's got local connection, who's got experience, um, and and knows the situation and can probably make it work. Um, you know, we look over at uh, at the um, 
you know, Air Force Academy. There are, there are lots of ties between the front office and uh, uh, our front office and the Air Force Academy. You have several of their of their junior uh, assistant coaches, uh, Tyler a- Amerman, who's uh, been with the Air Force Academy for quite a while, uh, Kevin Doyle, um, who uh, went to Grand Canyon University, which I believe uh, former switchback. Uh, oh God, I forgot his name forward um anyway we have ties with grand canyon university uh, he was a goalkeeper coach there um he's he spent uh quite a few seasons with the air force academy um obviously lots of success there uh there's uh at uh, the colorado school of mines uh, Clint Moore, who's a who is a, an assistant coach there, uh, young fella. He's um, been with the School of Mines for several years. Uh, coached it at uh, Air Force Academy as well before uh, joining uh, the School of Mines. So he's he's another another young coach who looks who who would be looking to get their foot in the door and may may be able to to bring in a new voice. And uh, uh, something different. The, the next two are kind of weird, and I want you to kind of join me on this this crazy little run because these thoughts kind of appeared to me, and I thought these are almost too perfect. But um, UCCS, uh, something I I didn't know, and I feel stupid for knowing. Their assistant, their their head coach is Brian Miller, um, someone who's been around for. I mean, he's been there for years and years. I think over ten years. Their assistant coach is someone you might have heard of before, a fellow by the name of Jordan Schweitzer. <laughs> um, he is their their uh, his official title is volunteer assistant men's soccer coach. Um, <laughs> putting aside, you know, I I try to think of the last time that there was a player coach in the USL. Uh, I know there was, but I can't think of the name. I think uh, the the the. Uh, I think the last one was the old coach for Oklahoma City, Energy, who was in his role as player coach was their was their backup goalkeeper. Uh, so he never really played, but he was their coach. Um, but you know, I mean, he's 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 been on their UCS staff for a couple seasons now since he came to to, to Colorado Springs. Um, you know, he he he's got USL experience. He's He's got he's capped on the Canadian men's national team, and uh, he's also got the the Colorado uh, ties. He he uh, he's a graduate of DU, is a four-year starter uh, for University of Denver, which is probably which is the, the, let's say just say the best uh, college soccer program we've got in the state. Um, you know, he, he earned all, all conference, a three time all conference first team, co captain. Um, so while it's it's a long shot, there's always that. Um, if you wanted to if this if the, the if the Reagans were serious about making headlines and saving money, um, that could be an option. Um you look at former switchback players, uh, you know, Luke Vercolonia I've heard bannered about. I don't think that's happening at all. I don't think he has any interest in coaching um, at all. Uh, uh, why, why Why? do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That was that was going to be my top choice. Your top, well, I mean, you know, if you want to sell tickets, put you know, put Luke out there, and uh, that might happen. Um, but I, I I doubt that will happen. Um, let, let him let him Skype in. Let him do the Winalda thing. He can do his own thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other name that popped up to me was. Uh, uh, Shin Harada, um, which some people might remember from the first two seasons, uh, was one of our, our uh, central midfielders. Great guy, really wanted to get into the coaching scene. Uh, I was surprised he didn't come on as an assistant in our third season. Uh, he's gone back to Japan. He's, he's coaching uh, uh, youth down there. Um, Again, one of those options might bring might excite the the small switchback fan base, um, but I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, so let me bring you to my my final choice, which I, I when I really realized it, I thought to myself, "This is so perfect; it is never going to happen." <laughs> let me toss this name out to you, um, Marcelo Balboa. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I and let me explain to you why. First, we have the obvious fact is that he is integrated with the Rapids. Uh, he's the color commentator. He works behind the scenes and thousands of things. Um, you know, he's he's been with the Rapids since day one. Um, he's part of. I mean, he is the, the lifeblood, uh, a part of that lifeblood of Colorado soccer. Um, he played with the Colorado Foxes in the A-League before the Rapids ever existed. Um, everyone knows his, his, uh, um, you know, his time with the U.S. national team. Um, he's got long hair. I love that. Long hair and a goatee. I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the dude. But also, he's also part of the Colorado Rapids Youth Academy system. He's the head coach of the under-14s. He's part of the, the academy coaching uh, uh, brain trust. So there's the tie that, you know, not just, you know, everyone thinks of him as, you know, the face of the Rapids of the MLS side, but he's also involved in the academy side, which is where un, under under uh, Brian Crookham's uh, purview. So not only would, would the switchbacks get a huge name, that every every soccer fan in Colorado and the United States would immediately recognize. Um, he, I think, he's one of the only big U.S. soccer names um, that we could have a possibility of hiring. That um, that would make people actually pay attention um, instead of hiring, you know, someone where you've got to click on a link and read what exactly their. Uh, their resume says they are and where they came from. Um, obviously, this would put us in, in, in deeper in, in bed with the Rapids, which at this point, I mean, if we're winning, fine, whatever. Um, but you got a guy who's in town, a guy who's in the system, a guy whose salary could be helped su- uh, supplemented by the Rapids, which is, you know, a big plus for the switchbacks, uh, kind of in the same position that Brian Crookham is in. Um, you get the big name. It is, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. You know, it, it's, it's so perfect. You think there's got to be a catch and the catch is it's so perfect. I, I can't imagine it happening. Um, but I mean, 
Nick, James, Ed, anyone with decision-making process, think about it. Um, I think it would be great. I think no, nothing else, it will attract more more people to the game. It will attract national attention. You know, it, it will... It will be... It will probably be the biggest get that the switchbacks are capable of getting. Everyone else, um, while, while maybe good options, are going to be... Um, new people with very little exposure uh, to 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 the, to the league who are going to be you know have to learn on the job and I think you can cut a lot of that out uh, with uh, with Balboa and um, you know he lives right down the street um, I don't know I, I the more I thought about it the more it just seemed to make sense um, what are your thoughts? Am I, I am I insane? You're not insane. You're not insane. On the surface, if you just said it to somebody who had no knowledge of of the inner workings of of soccer in Colorado, they would be like, "Wait, the guy on altitude?" Um, yeah. Like, uh, but when you th- like, he is he's already coaching in the Rapids Academy. We are heavily connected to the Rapids Academy. Um, he is, he's local legend in, in the soccer world in Colorado. Um, it's perfect. It's, it's completely and utterly perfect. And I, now I won't accept anything else. We need to, we need to figure out a hashtag that we can get trending to, to bag Balboa or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, again, I was having, I was having a drink with Nick and, um, it was during the, uh, the Drogba mania that took over when, when Drogba bought into Phoenix and started playing there. And we were talking about that and, and he had mentioned, what do you think, do you think that would work here? Do you think there's any local soccer legends that we could get to buy into the team that would excite people? And, you know, at the time, and I think this was after the second season and I was like, what local soccer legends are there? You know, there's uh, I can't even think of the dude's name, but he had the beard who played with Portland. He was a defender who went to school here. Um, the fact that I can't even think of his name uh, kind of shows <laughs> what, how much of an impact it would be. Uh, and, and I think I mentioned offhand, you know, Marcelo Balboa, and then I had to explain, you know, you know, I mean, to me, my my love of Colorado soccer goes but predates the Rapids. And to me, the Colorado Foxes were our, our pro league. And, and he played with the Foxes during their heyday for quite a while and was an, you know, an all-star. Um, you know, he played in, in, uh, in, in, in uh, the Mexican league, uh, uh, was La Liga MX. Liga um, MX, yeah. And, you know, he, so he's got experience outside of the U.S. soccer system but I mean, this is a man who is is so integrated not only with the Rapids, but with the MLS, U.S. Soccer. Um, he 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 is he he would be a perfect choice, and he would be such a huge selling point. I guarantee you, at least five hundred more season tickets if you said he was going to be the coach. I I I think that that's safe to assume i also think that you would probably get more uh crossover fans from the rapids i know we 
since this affiliation, we have drawn a, a few people who were uh, only Rapids fans who are now at least semi-interested in watching what the switchbacks do because of the fact that we're helping develop some of their young players. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that would draw a, a, a more significant number of crossover fans. Yeah. Um, and while he's not, uh, he doesn't have a name like Drogba, um, as far as local goes, which Colorado Springs being a small market, we're all about local. Uh, there's not much more there's not much better you could do yeah yep and uh i'm like i say it's so perfect it'll never happen it'll never happen (laughs) but um who knows if we can get you for putting this in my head yeah yeah and and, i don't know maybe we should we should uh make it we should start making the case for it but uh Aside from that, I mean, I can't think of any other big name. I mean, because this is going to be a conversation when the next coach comes up. Is whoever they're going to coach, there's going to be the conversation of, is this an upgrade from Steve Trichoux? And despite the last three years and the 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 turmoil that we've had, when Trichoux was, you know, back when the team was willing to spend money and Trichoux got what he wanted, um, you know, the first season he was uh, he was uh, a candidate for USL Coach of the Year. He was one of three. Um, it went to the guy who coached uh, the Rochester Rhinos because they were having a, a historic year. But you know, with, when he was given full reins and a a reasonable checkbook, he was able to put together a winner for the first two seasons. And um, it wasn't until some behind-the-scenes stuff happened with ownership that that started to go down this hill. And then when he was losing uh, losing budget to play pay for players is when things really started to go downhill. And quite frankly, I think Trichu checked out probably somewhere mid-third season. Um, so while most of us will think, well, yeah, Trichu sucked, he's never going to work again, uh, you know, Mark Turner would be an upgrade. Um, in reality, Trichu was was when when given his, given the resources he wanted, he he made things happen, and he's gonna be a he's gonna be a commodity out there uh, in in ex- the USL at least when expansion comes. Uh, because and how much are we going to hate it when he gets hired by San Diego and comes in in 2021 to our new our new stadium and pounds pounds us five to nothing. Um, so I, I, I make no mistake. If he gets a job in in the USL, if he gets a job in the Western Conference, it's going to happen. Yeah, because there, I unless it's with Tacoma Defiance, <laughs> uh, I I don't see any other team having the same operational and budgetary constraints that we do. He's he's going to be able to put together something that that will work. And especially teams that are getting into the USL that have MLS aspirations. Um, you know, that's a budgetary driver for teams like Sacramento, uh, Cincinnati, when they were there, Austin, Austin, um, you know, teams who want, uh, you know, uh, Louisville, uh, teams that want to be in the MLS know that their ability to sell out, uh, stadiums is going to affect their ability to, uh, uh, to to convince the the inner workings of MLS to give them an expansion, and that means you know 
basically giving away tickets and having a huge roster for uh, for for um, you know an MLS team uh, and. Colorado Springs is not one of those markets. We are never going to have an MLS team. We have no aspirations for it. There's no need for it. Um, so we're never going to use that as a selling point or part of our our, our budget. We're going to have to sell us on the fact that we are either, uh, you know, the Rapids minor league team, just like the Sky Sox were the Rockies minor league team. Um, I think there's no coincidence that when the Rockies and the Sky Sox sever ties uh, attendance for the Sky Sox plummeted um, because I think I might be the only Milwaukee Brewers fan here in town um, but you know Trichy's going to go somewhere else he's going to be successful and it's going to happen where someone's going to say well gee why couldn't he have done that here um, and the switchbacks need to be prepared to answer that and I think it'd be and to be prepared to answer that, they need to sign a coach that is going to make a splash and win, lose, or draw, going to look like an improvement over Trichu and not look like the switchbacks are just going to pinch every penny they get and hire you know, a high school coach from here in town. So uh, bring in Balboa. Hashtag it. Hashtag Bag Balboa. Bag Balboa. <laughs> so, uh, that's about it. I know Switchbacks have played a game since then. The 4th of July game, um, we lost. There was a huge, we, we did lose. We did lose. It was a huge crowd. Um, the team kind of looked a little bit exhausted. I imagine, you know, there, there was an emotional blow from Monday from getting their head coach fired, and they literally only had two or three days to prepare for that game. Um, we could go over another time about what the you know any changes that have that have been made since Woolley took over, um, but the positive out of that game, the stadium looked packed. Um, they didn't said didn't it look good full? Yeah, you know? and, and didn't it look good? As much as you and I joke about them over over uh, promote over overstating the attendance numbers, um, I think that the the announced attendance was was like fifty five hundred as a sellout, which to me, I looked at the crowd from TV point of view, and I could I could see them, I was expecting them to say they sold out at 6,500, because, you know, technically, that's our capacity at that stadium, even though I can't imagine packing that many people in. But um, definitely looked like one of the biggest crowds, and it's a, it's a damn shame that they couldn't get the W, not just for Woldy and the team psyche, but for for every fan that showed up there, and uh, um, I don't know. I guess the I guess the post game fireworks show was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could I could see it. Uh, I could see the very tips of it over over the uh, over the hills from from the parking lot at work. <laughs> it was great. I was just going to ask you if you if you were uh, if you worked, but then I, or if you were, went to the game, but then I remember. I imagine Fourth of July is sale time in the uh, furniture business. You would you would think so, but then if you thought with your brain, you'd realize that no one's out shopping because they're all with their families. So yeah. we, uh, my my uh, my warehouse uh, inventory guys were up on the roof watching fireworks. My sales <laughs> force was out in the parking lot watching fireworks. 
that was pretty much my evening. Yeah, I'm just thinking the fa- family sitting around. You know, these fireworks are great, but you know what would be even better? A sofa. A sofa. <laughs> or how about a new, like, TV wall unit? <laughs> the uh, only acceptable one is you sit down to your barbecue you break your patio chair. Oh, we need new patio furniture. There you go. That's the one. That's the, yeah. the one viable option. But yeah, no, I. Uh, no one. I no no one runs that. in and no one runs in like I need furniture patio stat now. <laughs> Can you deliver it in ten minutes? <laughs> uh, I Ugh. I was able to. I uh, due to the uh, <clears throat> slow state of of business that day, I was able to. Uh, to stream quite a bit of the game on my on my iPad, and it, the stadium looked packed. Um, looked beautiful. It, it did. It. I, I just. I remember saying to myself, "Why? Why can't it be like this all the time?" Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, it was a unfortunate result. Um. Really unfortunate result when you look at how the goals went in. Um. So just some some very unlucky bounces uh, and some just just I I felt like I felt like the team actually looked a little bit better uh, regardless of of the emotional state and and tiredness and all that I thought that I saw a little spark in them but yeah we'll uh, we'll see how this how this whole thing develops with Waldy at the helm yeah. Uh, those of you interested in downtown stadium news, what's going on, uh, the Switchback sends an email to most of the season ticket members. I say most because despite the fact that I am a season ticket member, I did not get the email. Um, but they're going to have, apparently this Saturday before the game, they're going to have a medium uh, or meeting between season ticket members and uh, about the downtown stadium. Uh, what that means exactly, I don't know. Uh, if it's going to be in the stadium, in the parking lot, uh, if, I don't know, James is going to get up on a megaphone and yell it out to everybody. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, if you're at going to attend Saturday's game, uh, get there early, ask around, someone is bound to know. Also, uh, next week, July 17th, the uh, team is holding a downtown stadium public meeting. They just announced this morning, uh, 6, uh, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. at 200 South Cascade, which I want to say is, is, isn't that Antlers? Uh, now I'm going to have to Google it. Yep, not, yeah. Look they, what you've done. Cascade, da, da, da. As I'm typing this, I'm like, God, I hope my internet doesn't drop. Uh, 200 South Cascade uh, uh, is <laughs> comes up to me as the El Paso County Clerk's Office. So, um, yeah, it, <laughs> downtown. I'm, ch- check the Switchback's Twitter feed. Uh, if you have questions, give their office a call. Check social media. I'm sure they'll they'll have something more specific. Um, if you happen to be down renewing your license or <laughs> maybe ask them, but 200 South Cascade Avenue is what the Facebook invite said. Um, 
So let's see here reading it. Blah, 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 blah. Centennial Hall Auditorium, downtown Colorado Springs. Uh, for special ADA accommodation to participate, please call uh, something uh, 719-488. For the... I almost feel like they're looking at me when they say that. For special ADA. Like, like Jason, this is about you. <laughs> you gimp. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I know. There's only, there's only a handful of members of the FO, FO that would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Only a large handful that that would be antagonistic. I would go down and ask and Andre every... the giant-sized handful. <laughs> every time I go to the front office, you can see people just scatter, uh, like like roaches when the lights come on. Like like <laughs> like like literally. I think one time I saw James like literally duck and run downstairs. So, um. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah. New head coach, Bag Balboa, that's my thing. Uh, I would say Balboa or Waldy would be my two raw, raw candidates. Uh, aside from that, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have you got anything to add, man? I mean, uh, no, just, um, you know, we've uh, upcoming game on Saturday against uh, Tulsa, if I recall correctly. Um, yep, you know, you know how you love your, your Okies. Yeah, Tulsa. Um, Tulsa is uh, coming in uh, listed at the very bottom of the USL power rankings that were announced this morning. Um, with yeah, us, still just above us on the table. Yeah, still above us on the table, but in the power rankings, uh, they are they are below us at the bottom, uh, just two spots I think below us. Or so. Um, again, I hate to say it, a game we should win, and uh, I, I would love to to stick it to Tulsa. Um, go team. Go team. Go team. Uh, we're, we're behind them by four points, so unfortunately, even if we win, it doesn't change anything on the table. Um, you think maybe it, we can like make a wager before game or like, hey, if we win... Hey, we bet, we bet you three points. Three points, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. You, I, don't, there's no, I don't see any rules against it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's movie night. Supposedly, if you dress up as your favorite movie character, um, you get you get entered to win tickets to a movie theater. Uh, so, I'd call dibs on dressing up like Big Lebowski. Um, and when I say dressing up, I mean I'll just show up like how I normally look. <laughs> um, so. Girls at the bar, make sure you have those white Russians ready for me. Um, aside from that, that's about it. Uh, that's about it for the Back Chat Show. Um, uh, oh, I gotta do shout outs and stuff. I'd like to give a thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press. <coughs> Excuse me, let me do that again. Thanks to our sponsors, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, other items for your, just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Um, shout out to the Beautiful Game Network. Uh, hopefully, we'll get this posted here today on Tuesday so we can get the Marcelo bandwagon going. Um, but aside from that, 
This has been Back Chat. My name's Jason. My name's Paul. We'll see you next week. Later.